Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Welcome to the Jackie and Laurie Show. Hello, Laurie Kilmartin. Hi, Jackie Cation. Yes, here we are. This is like a part two-ish for us, even though we're this is being released week to a week, week later. Yeah, yeah, because we're just because uh, I'm going on the road. I forgot to mention last time that yeah. I was I was in uh, Toronto. What's that like? I never I worked there a long time ago. I did a show called She's So Funny, a Canadian TV show for women. Oh right, I've done uh, I've done Toronto one time. I did a live dork forest, and then I did the comedy bar. But it's been a couple of years, and so I'm back. And then I'm also doing Montreal. The this week. No, no, it's just okay. the Comedy Nest. And that's this week. But the thing is, there's four dark days in the middle. And I thought about flying home and flying back. And I was like, it would cost me $500. We'll just get it to, go to New York. Well, I thought about going to New York, but I was like, and I still, I mean, I, God knows I still could. Yeah. It's, uh, um, I don't know what, I, I, I was like, well, maybe I'll go look at Niagara Falls from the Canadian side. Uh, maybe I'll take By a yourself. train. Right. Right. Very romantic. Maybe, maybe a feature could go with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Ian Atlas would probably drive me. It's only an hour, hour 15. But then um, I could take, uh, he's been working on trying to find me one-nighters. Oh really? Yeah. That's, oh, that's so sweet. It I is love really when people step up like that. That's fucking yeah. It was awesome. uh, there was a one nighter, a possibility for because a one nighter. There's one place you want to do a one nighter. It's Canada. It's I've heard Canada. they're they're oh, much tougher. He than got they are me here. a Canadian one nighter the last time I did it. Yeah, and it was a classic. And and he has since. We laugh now. We laugh now. Uh, <laughs> there was a time you cried. Where was a time when there was some some sharp words were exchanged yeah. because he told me it was a classic one nighter kind of thing where he said it's about an hour and a half, two hours, three hours, three yeah. hours. All of us okay. in the car, uh, <laughs> and then we're we're almost to the town that we're going to, three hours away. And he's like, "Okay, so we're staying at the MC's house." No, oh my god, that is the correct response. You can't get out of the car at that point, right? Right, because it was also February. <sighs> So I said, wait, we're not, we don't have a hotel. And he's like, we could get a hotel. But he said, it's a guest house. It's a whole separate thing. And I said, we should just get a hotel. I can't and he's believe- like, well, let's go to the house and we'll see it. And he says, it's a standalone. I slept on there on a very nice man, nice family. Um, <laughs> a nice man. That said, was a nice It was man. a futon uh, in the basement. <laughs> I got my own room. Ian and the two comics shared another room that were all just bunk beds. Wow. And why did he, what did he, was he deliberately or did he not think? He didn't know. He didn't know and he didn't think and he, (laughs) and he knows better now and it was an early time and, and the kids were playing piano upstairs and running back and forth while I was trying to lie down. There is a time in comedy where you're like, yeah, it's the shittier, the better, man. Right. You think it's hilarious. It's like camp. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. can't imagine somebody wouldn't want to share no. a room with you. And I was getting text messages from the two, other two comics going, she's making lasagna. <laughs> the wife was making lasagna. Yeah. And so, and then the, the MC's kids, wife? Yeah. Oh, man. That, I the, never want to That's not running. a phrase that should be ever said is the MC's wife. And you running, should be single if you're making $100 a week. The kids are running back and forth, and then the piano starts, and I'm in my pajamas, and I run upstairs. And the two other comics burst out laughing. And Ian has this just look on his face. He's like, oh, shit. I'm so sorry. And so we go separately. I was like, he goes, before I say anything, he says, we can leave now. We can leave now. I can get you a hotel. And I said, oh, no. 
Oh, no, because when I was up there, the wife was telling me that she had made this beautiful chocolate cake and invited the neighbors over. And I said, no, no, now we're in a social situation. <laughs> and I'll be having lasagna and, and what looks to be an amazing chocolate cake. And I'm, I, But I just want to tell you that in three weeks when Jen Kirkman comes, please don't do this to her. And he goes, I won't. And then we left it at that. And uh, and I said, here's and I and I how much do you want to see Jen Kirkman tweet that? Come on, Jackie, you ruined the best night of Twitter. Well, and I could have. Well, what was what I did say to him though? And I said, here's the good news: in an hour and a half, I'm going to be doing the thing that I love more than anything in the world, which is stand-up comedy. And I'm going to forget that I'm going to come back and sleep on this man's futon. (laughs) And I'm not going to. It's not even going to be an issue because I'm going to do stand-up in an hour and a half, and it won't matter. Yeah. And he's like, okay. It is okay. And I said, it's fine. I will, we will mock, we will mock this forever, but it is fine. And it was fine. And he was, and he's, you know, he's such a hardworking guy, this Ian Atlas guy out of Toronto. So I'm doing Toronto. You're frantically trying to make up for the shitty things you just said about him. Did I say, I, well, I told him I would mock him. I see you scrambling. (laughs) Oh, he's the hardest working guy. All right, Jackie, I get it. You see the fear in the back of my eyes. He'll never book me again. He'll never book me again. (laughs) That's fine. There's plenty of work, but, uh, but he will book me again because he's a good egg. And, and he knew that. Jesus, I get it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So. Maybe I'll go down to New York is what I'm saying. Yeah, you in should. between. I should. Can I stay in your apartment? You, Have you already rented you it? Could, I can't. But it's a sticky It'd be situation. weird. It'd be weird. I could if I, I was could just, there, I could do I, yeah. I could just act like can I act like your aunt? I don't know. Can I act <laughs> like like we're related? I if I if I didn't feel it it would put me I don't in jeopardy. I, yeah, it should never New York, je- New York, York and, real estate jeopardization. Yeah. I got no I got no yes. need. Um, and I, and if listen, I went, Felicia got a really great deal at the Ace Motel or the Ace Motel Hotel. I don't know. Whatever. Talk Felicia Michaels. Talk yes. to Felicia. And here's the other thing is if I went to New York, I would be tempted to spend like $500 to go see Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah. And it would be an Annie. Oh, that's right. Be that's right. I, for you some reason, I forgot me. who I was talking to. <laughs> right. It's uh, last episode. It was Deadpool. This episode, clearly, I brought up Hamilton. Yeah. So uh, we can keep moving. <laughs> we can keep moving. <laughs> what about the comedy Grammy picks? Did you did you know who was a, okay. who was assigned? Uh, you sh- you. I, I, yeah. I, I was told to mock. I didn't really pay attention. I didn't know that there were, but I did, I looked into it because you were like, who votes for comedy Grammy picks? Yeah, clearly musicians. Comedians, comedians don't vote. Yeah. Right. I it's mean, musicians. they don't vote on the nominations either. Right. I, I don't think any of us were asked who should be nominated. No. So it's all just musicians voting for the most famous comedians they know and yeah. then the most famous of the famous people that have been nominated. And here's the list of nominees. And you, I'll let you guess who won. Uh, Wyatt Cenac. Oh, do yeah. you know who won? Yeah. Okay, Wyatt Cenac, who's the only. He feels like he's the big road guy out of this list. Wyatt? That, yeah. Really? But he, he he's he only in, on the Daily Show. Not he anymore. Was, he not quit. Anymore. He quit like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot. That, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Finally, I knew something in show business that Lori <laughs> Kilmartin didn't know. Yes, I forgot it temporarily. I knew it, Jackie. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I listened. So to Wyatt Cenac's yeah. album, Brooklyn. Louis C.K. live at Madison Square Garden. Just a little gig that he did sure. one time. Anyway, Craig Ferguson, just being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Lampanelli, back to the drawing board. She's road, but she does theaters. Is, and she, is that a one-woman show? I'm uncertain. She, okay. And Jay Moore, happy and a lot. Which a he comics didn't write. comic, Jay Moore. <laughs> right, well, which he didn't write. His wife wrote it, and he credits her. That's cool. And Good for him. So uh, clearly you don't have to write your stand-up to right. get nominated for it. Well, she would have got, got the 
She would have got the Grammy? The Grammy too, right? Well, I guess they both would have got the Grammy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But he didn't win. Uh, So he wasn't famous enough. Right. The famous cool comic won. Louis. Louis C.K. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Have you heard any of these albums? You know how much I hate stand-up comedy. (laughs) Why would I listen to it? I don't want to. And the thing is, is all of these people are perfectly uh, nice to me, except for uh, Craig Ferguson, who I've never met. Uh, I worked for Craig for, for Christmas. Did you? Yeah, I, I, I wrote on his show. For oh, did you? And, and perfectly nice man. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> we can leave it at that. You said you had nice stories about Lisa Lampanelli. I do. I, you know, here's I'd a, love to hear a nice story about you, Lisa Lampanelli. Have you not had a good encounter with her? Uh, Lisa Lampanelli has never been anything but distantly polite to me, which is quite honestly you all I've ever expected Some from anyone. Some people are that way, and I don't. She's that way. That's if I'm distantly polite to you, you should thank your lucky stars. Clearly, because I say jackassery. So, but well, the, you know, so, there's some. I don't know. Just some some female comics are that way, and it's weird because you think there's an automatic sisterhood, and there isn't. With, like Diane Ford was like that too. Always just very real professional. But she was, no, Diane Ford was actually brutal to me. So, was she? Yeah, because she asked me to. She loved my stand up, yeah. which was very sweet of her. Yeah, because it was 1992. Yeah, and uh, and she said, "Would you write for me?" And I didn't know what that meant. Oh my god! So I showed up with a napkin. <laughs> with some items oh written God. on it, and she eviscerated That's how you write for Jackie, me. right? That's how you write for Jackie. <laughs> yeah. And she said to me, you're kidding me. And she eviscerated me for like a minute, and then I just looked at her and I said, who asked who to write for one? Wow. I was like, I will give as good as I get to jackass commentary to Diane Ford, who is often uh, not nice. So yeah, I haven't seen her a long time, but she's just an example of somebody who, to me, if you're was lucky, like, she's distantly polite. She yes. didn't ask me to write for her. You know, mm-hmm. I would have brought my brawny towels and d- done as much <laughs> as I could. A green marker. That's what I recommend. <laughs> she loves a green marker, you guys. So, so, so Lisa, yeah, I think she's a little distant, you know, which, you know. Well, she's a comic, so she's got bad yeah. social skills Listen, anyway. we are all fucking hugely flawed in yes. different ways. And so, but, but I... You know, I I think she sometimes people say not nice things about her, and I yeah and people I re- are jackasses about her, which I, I don't I don't yeah. think is cool. I remember before she became famous, and she was uh, you know doing spots in New York City, and she was just starting to do before that she was like a regular road comic, just and, a regular comic, yeah, just trying to trying to get, yes, her, get men some versus women, whatever, the, sure, yeah. And she she kind of figured out her in, which is she's going to look like a Connecticut housewife and then say, where are my blacks? <laughs> okay. So she, you, whether There's what, a niche. What you, you like it or you don't like it, it doesn't matter. Right. Like every comic And has, it resonated. Holy shit. Here's the thing. Like, she would, you know, after she got famous, then it's a different thing. But she would go up, you know, and no one knew who she was. She's just another comic on the bill. And she would crush. Oh, yeah. She, I, I That was the first time I saw people falling out of their chairs. Like, I saw people falling on the ground. They couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. And um, she was unfollowable. And that's a crime for a female comic <laughs> when there's mostly male comics in the city. And yeah. I, and I think... Yeah, uh, she, she will, you will get a lot of shit if you are unfollowable I as think, a woman. Yes, a lot of guys... You know, because I, I remember when Stanhope was unfollowable. Yeah, and it was because his closer was so filthy and yeah. so hilarious. Yeah, 
And that's what she was doing. I mean, Lisa Lampanelli yeah. was filthy and hilarious. She was. That's almost unfollowable in all situations. Right. So that's and, what Doug and was the, doing. And, and no one gave Doug any shit about it. They were course, just yeah. like, this guy is a... Mi- you yeah, can't They wanted to be guy. like him. Yeah. But a guy doesn't want to be like a female comic. Right. Guys they, don't idolize... And they don't, they, and they don't, don't see... Idolize, most male comics don't idolize female comics because I want to be like that. Right. Yeah. And, At least back then. Back then. And, and, and they... And they don't see the comparison. The fact that she uh, yeah. was just as filthy and hilarious yeah. as Stanhope was. With, yeah. with he remember that uh, that bit he used to do where he would jerk off with a beer bottle and spray yes. it all over his yes. face. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to follow that stuff. That's a <laughs> that's a road to hoe. Plus, you gotta you you're gotta not, get a you're mop. not gonna feature long with that one. Let me no, tell you, you're no, bumping you're up move real you quick. Up. Move you up. But yeah, she would, and and also I think because people that know who she was, like she'd do her fifteen minutes, and then they'd be like, "No, we got to have her back. We just want more." They were just intoxicated with her. Okay, and so yeah, it, it, you know, people got other comics got mad. They didn't want to have to follow her. And I, I, she even asked me to switch a spot once, where, you know, like I was going up ahead of her because she wanted to do a different time. And I'm like, no, I told her, I, go, I can't follow you. I'm sorry. There's no, no one wants to way. follow that. No. So, nope. Um, and uh, so I, I think she got a, a lot of shit, you know, to her face and behind her back about right. about her act, which, you know, and she would get it from guys. But she's ra- not a tiny hot chick no, either. But, Oh, yeah. That's a Which, separate thing. So the guys that's, have to annihilate that. They'll that. forgive you if you have flat abs and you show your stomach when you're on Right. Stage. You might have a, a one giant boost boob yeah. that releases beer into the... <laughs> into the mm. Yeah. But so so I think she got a lot of shit. And I think that probably closed her off a little bit. You know, where you, if you start to... If, I, I would imagine if you feel like all the, these comics don't like you and they're mad at you. And when you perform, they're getting angry. That's a yeah. terrible feeling to have. Right. And, it, and especially if you want to continue to do stand-up comedy. Yeah. Because you it's an uphill battle every time yes. you're you're panting just to get on stage because you're like off stage is not supportive. Right. Off stage is not what it ought to be, which is comics just hanging out with comics. Yeah. Yeah. With her it wasn't supportive. And you know, she 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 fucking found a way on Comedy Central as a middle-aged woman. Mm-hmm. She started doing the like she she made all that happen. They yeah. were they were not falling over themselves to hire this woman. She she forced it. And yeah, she created. There was will that I really really respect. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no reason not to respect. It isn't the stand-up is not for me just because it's not. I I there's a lot of stand-up. I don't. I, yeah, it I, doesn't I don't matter. Wanna, like, it doesn't like, matter. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I mean, I, but I, but I, I remember her at the cellar. She, you know, she wasn't sitting at the comics table. She's sitting at another, at another table, and she had like she had interns. <laughs> like I don't know, whatever her slave system was, I don't really know. I, you know, what? it's not my business. And were they people of color? I no, no, uh, they were all white. Uh, I don't. If I re- the two I remember were uh, yeah white yeah, comics okay. white comics um, but uh, so she uh, you know they were filling out comment they were filling out um, uh, email lists. You know, oh, they were like entering data. Okay, you know, and another person I remember doing that who who would bust her ass was Etta May. Do you know Etta May? Yeah, I know Etta May. I haven't seen her in so long, but she would uh, she would go home after the shows and she would take all the comment cards that she would or grab all the cards that she had left out for, her and she would just data entry. Yeah, in the hotel room, like that's what it's like to be a female it's, headliner is fucking data entry. Right. You know, right? And there are there are I mean there are comics who a big part of their success whether they're men or women, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that they know how to work it. Yeah. You know, there's there was a guy named Brett Gilbert. Not Brett Gilbert. That's a different guy. He's an yeah. actor. Anyway, uh, but there was Brett. What the fuck was his? Oh, it doesn't really matter, turns out. And um, But there's, there, there, it's a business. 
You know, yeah. and they and they, and they that run get it, that are yeah. smart. The I, people who get that and they run it like a business. It's, Lisa got that. Lisa got that. On. And there are some comics who treat it like a business and it's great. And they and they do all the dead entry. They do mailings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Bamford used to sit at open mics in the in the late 90s mm-hmm. and send out those cards to casting agents. Really? Yeah. And she would fill out cards and the other comics would mock the hell out of her because they're like, why is she not hanging out? Why isn't she paying attention to the other open micers? Well, she was she was listening. Yeah. But she was also doing data entry yeah. while she was doing it. And so because there are any number, any number of like comics who don't get the business part of it, yeah. who think a comic who does the business part of it is is a bad comic. Right. They're right, like, right. oh, only shitty comics do that. Yeah, you're Only comics on. who don't know how to do stand up or know how to uh, market. S- market anything. And you're like, no, no, those are two different parts of your brain, weirdo. Some people um, have marketing degrees. Some yeah. comics. And some, <laughs> some people have sales skills and some for years I denied the whole sales thing. Yeah. And then I was like, you mean merch? Merch. Okay. Yeah, I denied it because I was raised to sell bullshit. And then uh What do you mean? I was from a from when I was a tiny child. I the first time I'd sold little league candy bars. My dad was like, "How do they go?" And I was like, "Did you go to the Not Homes? Did you write down the Not Homes?" I do I have a lot of material about sales stuff <laughs> and how I could not you sell. You were like a little anything. Rodney Dangerfield with I your was, aluminum siding and the weird he was just like <laughs> My dad, he was like, you didn't go to the not homes. I mean, it, I was like, no, I'm seven, dad. And so, and then, uh, and then I, I got in trouble in in. I got kicked out of of brownies for marking up the 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 <laughs> what the, the, the candy. Anyway, oh my god, yeah, I mean, you should have got an extra patch for that. You would have thought that would have been a patch. <laughs> and uh, so, but I mean, the thing there's. Sales was so ingrained so that when I started and I that's how I worked my way through college is I sold T-shirts. They were all seconds and irregulars and and they were printed by a guy, Sid Sweet and his son in the night. And Sid so, Sweet. Yeah, Sid oh, Sweet. He was the nicest guy name. in the world. And But he had. But sometimes there would be like a smear on the on the Bucky. We sold the dumbest. The T-shirt said, fuck him, Bucky. Wisconsin was Bucky. Bucky, Bucky Badger of the University don't of Wisconsin. Say it like I know what that is. Bucky Badger, he's the mascot. Oh, it's for a mascot. The, yeah, okay. for the for the bad University of Wisconsin Badgers. Anyway, so but Bucky would be like relieving himself behind a tree, and it would say Wisconsin. It was oh a lot God. of. We sold hats that had. How a did jock you leave strap. that industry for how, comedy? How did I leave it? How? Why wouldn't I keep? <laughs> and so that's why when I did start selling merch and stuff, I wanted the T-shirts to be something I would wear. Yeah, and I wanted. To, and CDs and DVDs are fine. You know, yeah. in the 90s, it was like, CDs are fine. CDs and DVDs are fine. Yeah. And only hacks sold T-shirts. Right. And then in the 2000s, it was like, well, if the T-shirt's cool. And or in the case of Jake Johansson, who I have busted his balls publicly. Yeah. Because he used to sell a T-shirt that just said, touch it. Oh, my God. No. Jake Johansson, the greatest ah. comic in the world. Oh, my God. One of the greatest the writers greats. in stand-up comedy sold a T-shirt that said, and it was very classy looking, but who gives a shit? You know what? Even I artists featuring. have families to feed. That's what he said to me. Because ah. I, I was busting him at Acme. I was featuring for him. And I said, the hell is this? And he said, not a word. I have a mortgage. Ah. That's and I was crazy. like, I ah, take it all back. I used to sell a shirt. Did you? I used to have this bit where I. Of course you did. You need a bit. <laughs> oh, and callbacks galore. Like I closed <laughs> on fireworks of callbacks to this thing. <laughs> yes. Right, tat tat. The checks go down. I, I I do crowd work, and then I see the checks up, and it's I fucking load fifteen callbacks <laughs> in the in the callback gun and spray the audience. 
Um, oh, go so, see Laurie Kilmartin do stand up comedy, people. So I used to do this. Uh, I, I, you know, the, 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 this is a, when the word biatch wasn't. It was a <laughs> Back word. in the day, it was a word. People right. said it. So Even go, white ladies said it. You know, bitch, and then there's the softers and biatch. Well, there should be a soft version of the, the C word. And I, I never said the C word in my act. I would say, like, kiant. <laughs> And then I, <laughs> then I did a couple jokes, and then um, and then I brought out a shirt that was a baby doll shirt that had Keon written in the Coca Cola font. It was a white oh, shirt. Of with course, it did. Flew off the shelves after oh. the shows. But uh, but then uh, culture changed, and I'd say the c word, and people would yell cunt. Yep. And then and you're then really not going to sell it. The merch is gone. A shirt that says Keon because you're too uncomfortable saying cunt when the audience is shouting cunt to you. Yeah, exactly. And then and then they and then airlines started charging for baggage, so I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't afford to bring these. You know, the first shirt Keon shirts. There's. I used to do this joke about how uh, somebody wanted me to sell a T-shirt. I used to talk about uh, getting sexually assaulted by a massage therapist. Anyway, <laughs> hilarious stuff, you guys. Funny stuff. And but the woman was like, "You should sell a T-shirt that says that's where I keep my vagina with an arrow going down." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Please, God, no! I never want to sell that shirt because that's you." You spend all your money in hell or whatever. I forget. Yeah. And then, and then, but I could, I would make so much money if I would have sold that shirt and the brother shirt to it. That's where I keep my vagina with a big arrow going to the left. Like I'm with stupid. Oh my God. I would have sold. And so for years, do you just not want to own things? I didn't want to own things. I didn't want to. And then, so I, I made a button that had both arrows on it and I would just give it away. And my father had told me years earlier, I should throw things into the audience. He actually said I should throw painters oh caps, God. painters caps guys. That's no how long I've been doing stand up. Gallagher comedy. was your first stand up that uh, you saw. And uh, so, but I threw button, I threw buttons into the audience until one of them unpinned and uh, poked somebody in the arm. And then I was like, Oh, litigation. I'm, I'm going to stop doing that. But so there are people who are good at both. And I would put myself in this and yeah. I, it is embarrassing as much merch as I bring on the road. And I don't sell that much merch. I just like all the merch that I do sell. Yeah. So I like there to be a selection. Sure. Even though I don't sell any more than if I had just brought the one. Right. 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 So, but I, but I think you can be both good at merch and good at uh, stand-up comedy. Oh, I totally agree. Um, so, yeah. So it, it, that's, my, uh, that's my positive Lisa Lampanelli story. She's I like it. super, super hard worker and, you know. I got an email, by the way, aloof, from a listener. It, aloof isn't evil. No, it is not evil. You know? It just means Sorry. it just means Some shy people, or internal. We or all, all have boundary yeah. issues. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I got an email from a longtime listener mm-hmm. of the first six episodes of this program. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guy Branham, mm-hmm. great stand-up uh, comedy. Guy Branham. Guy Branham, so, so great. funny, so, so funny. He just what, had a release the CD, right? Yeah, he has a new CD. You he should does. everybody Guy Branham. Guy Branham. Find G-Y, that. G-Y. Like Guy B R A N U M. Like Branham. Yeah, go see. Genuinely, oftentimes yes. the smartest guy in the world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just he was on the Dork Forest talking about the history of Canadian politics. Hilarious! Oh my god, it went on forever. It was so great. Such a great episode. Wow. Okay, so um, is he Guy in love Bran- with Justin Trudeau? I don't know. Guy, guy please email me. <laughs> uh, so that, but so on the last one of the last episodes, there was a question because Hillary was getting shit for going to a women's college instead of going to a co-ed college, and so Guy Wellesley, Branham, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, some, or Brown or whatever it was. So Guy Branham emails me, says, 
uh, colleges that went co-ed. Harvard went co-ed in 1977. Wow. And Yale went co-ed in 1969. Wow. Hillary had to go to a women's college. Oh, my God. Or not go to college because she's 100. Right? Right. Seven... 69 wow. and 77. That's shameful. It's crazyville that Harvard went co-ed in 1977. Right. Yeah. Just think of all those comedy writers that could have come out of the lampoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was guys. a long setup for that one. That was uh, worth it. Well, though. I didn't even know it was coming. Look at me writing on the fly, you guys. Do you feel like like I read this? Uh, you know, w- very strong Hillary or su- Bernie, su- whatever your supporter is. So yeah. I, I do feel like we could talk about Hillary, not not necessarily betraying who we're voting for, but in terms of how people view a female, and mm-hmm. it's how it's how we all often get parsed. You know, oh, like I think she's a headliner. Yes. Right. And, and anybody I think I brought it up a couple episodes ago. Yeah. So that, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, like uh, that that thing where she has to she has to be a woman and she and if she takes on male quality, she's seen as it's it's oh, a negative, yeah. you know, who, who doesn't want Hillary to be shrill? You guys. Right. Who doesn't want to call her? Shrill? Yeah. Like she's yelling she, when she's yelling. It's because people are cheering around her and she's trying to talk over them. Yeah. You know, Um I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's maybe no, no, it's there's, too there's, big of a topic to. It's huge. It's a big topic because I mean, I don't care uh, if people. I mean, I'm a giant pinko commie, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't. Bernie Sanders isn't liberal enough for me, right? Guys. Right. Uh, yeah. So, but I like Bernie Sanders. I mm-hmm. like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I do too. Hillary Clinton, I think, is more conservative than Bernie Sanders, and I think she might be a great moderate choice for Republicans. Because everyone running on the Republican ticket, in my opinion, Jackie Cation, uh, Swami predicts that they're a bunch of fucking nutbags and I hate them with the power of the sun. Yeah. Every single one of them just says something horrible. And you're like, I wouldn't allow my brother yeah. to say that to me out loud at right. Thanksgiving and unchallenged. Yeah. But that's something that's allowed to be said on television mm-hmm. to voters. And then people in the Carolinas are like, no, that seems right. Here's the thing, like... Uh I, I I take all Just these the criticisms of her. Oh, do you take it to heart personally? Yeah, you know, and I, you know, I'm because you hear the. Well, I just know like this this very you know you're you're walking through you're going it's a camel going through the eye of a needle right mm-hmm. it's um and, and as a female comic you're you're always you you have to navigate through narrow channels to get okay. where you want to go right you have people evaluating you you have people listening to your voice so you know there there's a you study. have the committee meeting going on in your head that yeah, was created in your, in your childhood yes yes yes, yes. So half of it's coming from you and yeah. then the other half is coming from men and women in the audience mm-hmm. and some of whom are aware of it and don't and can talk themselves down and others <laughs> who are just they're acting on their id yeah you know and um i, I nell scoville wrote, wrote this really cool article in cosmopolitan yeah. about how how the narrative about hillary is well we for our daughters and stuff and and nell was like no for me right for me and and how women, even when we want something, we have to want it for the right reasons for our like, I don't have a daughter. Right. You know? We we have to write. We have to want something for the good of mankind. We can't just be ambitious and want something for ourselves. And Hillary wants to be fucking president. And I want you know, I want to see an old woman being the most powerful person on earth because <laughs> I need to see that because I'm going to be an old woman. I'm yep. a middle aged woman, but I'm going to be an old one and I need a fucking role model. Right. Right. I, Somebody it, said to me that. Um, it was this the one of the craziest conversations I've had about Hillary was somebody said to me, 
you know, I know this sounds weird, but she wants it too much. And it does sound weird because it is weird because everyone who's running for president wants, wants it, it more than I do. They yeah. certainly want it more than I mean, that's insane. And but it's exactly like show business in a way, because who how many comics do you know? How many people in Los Angeles do you know who make it look like they don't want it? Oh, right. And then they get it. Yeah. And they get it because it looks like, oh, it doesn't matter, man. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Wes, my favorite example, Mr. F- the Fantastic Mr. Fox with uh, Wes Anderson, I believe. It is a stop motion uh, I didn't see cartoon movie, whatever. You wouldn't have. And uh, But the thing <laughs> is with George Clooney. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm about to storm out of this podcast. How dare you? It's an outrage. I won't pay. How dare you and- accurately assess me? <laughs> So it's with George Clooney and Meryl Streep, and it is, uh, it's wonderful. It's yeah. very beautiful. But it has, it captures all of his movies. All of his movies have this kind of laid back feel to them yeah. that is like, no, I'm just going to put this together. If you like it, that's great. If you don't like it, that's fine. Yeah. Which is the best attitude to have in Los Angeles because all of the people who carry around their bags of money don't want to hang out with anyone who feels desperate or has that edge of, no, I really want to do this kind but of thing. But it's not either or. You it know, isn't. There's, there's, there's a people line that are though. Just really good and professional. I want. Yeah, want something. but there is a line. Like, um, I, but, how, how many? You know, there's a couple of male comics who are just like all they talk about is drinking and banging, and they're pretty good looking. Stone. And you're just like, why are you? Why are you doing? St-? Like, I want to hear from the male comic who can't get laid, who has a personality disorder or some kind Wait, of. Are phys- you not hearing enough bits about guy comics who can't get <laughs> no, laid? No, but I mean, what I'm saying I'm so is sorry. like, I don't. <laughs> But I, no, actually, I am not. I'm seeing a lot of guys that are like super foxy, the, and they're yeah, just like, like, I can't get laid. And you're like, let's you? just say in the template of Dane Cook, where yeah. you're like, it, it, it's you all have going regular well, features, and you, you know? clearly and do sit ups. Your arms look fucking awesome, and yeah. you know, I, I don't know. It, it, I'm just going. I don't know what tangent I'm going on right now. Or, but you know my theory about the good look. It's the good looking Ute. They're all they they were all raised on Prozac. Yeah, right? but Remember Dane that? Cook's our age. He's a couple years right. younger. Yeah, yeah, or, you know. or older. God knows who knows, <laughs> who knows? how old he is. God, he I would know. never tell us. But um, the, but I think you're right. I mean, there is. I I want to see. I I do want to. There are things that I want out of stand-up comedy that I'm clearly never going to get, yeah. and it's and it's young, good-looking people not talking about how sad they are, and I know that Mark Maron does it. Yeah. And he has been doing it since he was a young, good-looking guy who was sad inside. Yeah. But that doesn't mean everyone can... It's like it's like Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman did that edgy racial and, and Zach yeah. Galifianakis, that edgy racial stuff and that edgy... So people are like, oh, that's... I, uh, that gets... And it's shock jockey or, or, it's, or it resonates. Yeah, they, it's, it doesn't... It, you got to do it like Sarah. You got to do it right. You know, like you she, gotta, she has words, you know, like a couple words difference mm-hmm. turns a joke into crass. That mm-hmm. was that was just a few words ago. That is beautifully crafted, yeah. beautifully yeah. crafted. And it's um, but I do. But, but everyone copies somebody while they're learning. I yes. mean, we all ape somebody. Well, that's why I know that I'm not going to get it. That's why I'm not going to get young, good looking comics coming from their own place, because it takes four years or it takes seven years to really feel it took me what you're it took, Well, it takes a long time to figure yeah. out what you're And thinking. a baby. I had to have a baby. <laughs> before it actually was snapped out of me. Let's talk about the awesome Sam B huh. show. 
Oh my God! There's That's only been two show, of them, right? Right. That, that, that we've it, seen while we've yeah. started here. Now I'm a cord cutter, so are you? So we right. So we've been watching watching clips. <laughs> it's so good and so good. That you think, oh shit! That if I was going to do that, that's exactly how I do it. And I would wish it would be that good. Yes. Yeah. That's that's you know like. There's other shows where you're like, well, good for I her. Want- I'm glad she got a show. But yes. you're like, and then you're like, oh, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. And she, you were talking about her no desk. That's another thing. What I've seen is when she does her, she'll, you know, like a lot of, most of the guys will sit behind a desk and have a, have like a, a graphics over the shoulder, mm-hmm. joke, graphic, joke, graphic. Yep. But they're kind of doing the news anchor thing. And Sam is standing uh, in full frame in front of camera, head to toe, you're looking at a woman who is talking and she's very physical and she's moving around yep. and she is demanding that you look at her entire body. Yep. She's not sexualizing herself. No. She just looks, she looks fucking great. She looks great, but she's also, she's like, this is a giant screen. We're going to go to this. I'm going to Syria yeah. to talk to the actual refugees or oh, I'm yeah. going to do this or I'm going to do that. And she's just standing there and it might be a three-quarter shot, yeah. but it's, it's it's a long shot cut with a three-quarter shot. It yeah. isn't just her head. Yeah. And it's so it's, – it's, yeah, I mean it looks great, but more than that, she – I think 10 years on The Daily Show – uh, Holy crap. Yeah. No, that's invaluable. I think I think her standing makes it a little like uh you know it's Tina Fey and Amy Fuller at, at on Weekend Update. They're yeah. like doing they're 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 part of a tradition of yep. fake news anchor and it's <laughs> so so they're not hiding behind the desk but they're part of they're in are hiding in a role in a way. Yeah, they're in a diorama. And Sam yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sam B's just sort of standing there right the fuck in front of you. In your face. Yeah, and with opinions and with, with jokes and with yes, attitude. And, and not softening any sort of feminism. I mean, how many... Did you, know, you see the first fan phone call? Did you hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It that was, was great. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, I... Okay, so I when I did Last Comic Standing, the second the second time I did a set, I, had an, I opened with an abortion joke. Sweet. Okay. And then I did <laughs> some, like, softer jokes because mm-hmm. I, I thought, okay... The, like I was trying to be strategic. So okay. I'm like, I'm going to lose half of America. <laughs> but maybe the few, I'll do a few softer ones, maybe grab a few of them back because we're trying to get votes, right? Right. So I very specifically picked hard, like it's a soft. hard joke yeah. I would feel comfortable doing and I'm proud of. And then a little softer to go, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I, I'm not an abortionist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mother. But of course, but you know, that was the one we were talking about when, when I got slammed on the, 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 the night before Bob and Tom. Oh, right. They edited out the abortion joke. They so totally edited I, out the abortion So joke? I'm opening with the softer stuff, and I'm like, no, the whole point of that that kind of bee furry joke was I had a, you said things an egg out loud joke in... with sharp angles in front of it, and they're, they're a pair. Yeah, so um, anyway. Out... But the, I mean, so it's not like Sambi's the first person to have be thinking that way, sure. but she's she's the first person to be to do it and to be allowed to do it. And we get to watch it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Amy is, Amy Schumer's doing it in a different way in, yes. in sketches, you know? Yes. And Sam B. Oh, and those sketches are amazing. Brilliant. It's, 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 um, the point of view, like where you're like, fucking finally. Yeah. yeah it feels like know? finally it's somebody's like just talking about normal. catching up to us. Yeah. You know? It's and awesome. So it's like pl- more. 
like more. <laughs> and let's yeah, no, no end, no end to it. I'm, I'm just I, like there's a million female comics behind a wall ready to kick it down and go. That's not all of it, you know. It's right. not just Sam B and Amy and Nikki Glaser. Nikki Glaser yeah, has a really has great that, show. Yes, which I haven't got to see Nikki Glaser the, yet. It's the pilot is so funny. She's really good, but it's it's she like, was my roommate in, in Last Comic Stand. Oh, really? The first time I did it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she was like 12, 13, yeah. and I was yeah. 100, and uh, <laughs> and she was adorable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're all they all have they're great shows. Let's so let's do more. Yeah. Let's get more women of color. Let's get more women of age. Let's get more women who who have other points of view. Yep. Um because we're we're all I don't know, I just feel I feel like the next couple of years there you you we not you and I specifically, yeah. but we can't be denied. Like you, this audience just keeps growing and it's, well, not, it's not like it's growing. It's like there. We're fucking hungry. Like we're, we're like baby birds. Like, please feed us something. <laughs> Give me something. I can genuinely go feel a joke go through my whole body and go, yes, this one's so true yep. and so real. And finally, someone's fucking allowing it on TBS, which is based out of Atlanta. Right. Like it's it's it comes it's from a conservative South. place. You yeah. know, it's hard to get shit like that on TBS. And, you know, I mean, I work it's on so a great. show that's on TBS. Yeah. And, and uh, so. So she's doing it, and it's yeah. really exciting to me. Yeah, and so and a great example of that is our uh, comic of the plug of the week. Oh yes. comic, Amy Miller. Amy Miller, who you mentioned, and then I had to look her up and go, "Oh my God, she opened for me and Maria this is in how Portland." Dense we are. This yeah, is, yeah. And I, I was go, like, "Amy oh my, Miller," and you're I like, "Amy Miller." I, mean, I know that I, name. You've got to know her, right? You got to know and her. Then and then you then just work with her for a whole week for a whole two. Four shows, four shows. I got to hear her her stuff, and it's so smart, and it's Very so funny. personal and yes. good. She's, she's a great a comic. She's originally from Oakland, and she's a Portland based comic now. Yeah, Portland, Oregon. She, she's also she like Jen Kirkman, a troll fighter on. Oh right, Twitter. she will. Yeah, yeah she'll, she'll get in. She'll it. call it as she'll call him as she sees yeah, him. I love. And she's I love the most adorable. It. Like she looks very sweet, yeah. And then uh, she's like, "No, but we will be addressing the big issues yeah. if you bring them up in my face on my Twitter feed, weirdos." Yeah. And she did. Uh, she does such. She's a great. So go to find Amy Miller comedy, yeah, out of Portland. I think she's moving here to Los Angeles. Oh, uh, good. Pretty sure. And uh, and that's great. Oh, and then two weeks ago, I worked with Tom Clark, mm-hmm. and we were driving out to Upland. And we were talking about the podcast that doesn't exist, and I was telling you about this. Brilliant. We would love, how great would it be if if waitstaff at comedy clubs, just to any improv, any funny bone, zanies in Chicago, if any of you guys are listening, please, once you no longer need that money. Once, once you're out of the comedy club business. Yes. Once you please... Have a podcast where it's just waitresses and, and wait staff. Yeah, not a club owner. Not a club owner. Yeah. Club owner is, no offense, gentlemen. Uh, and I <laughs> and, say gentlemen. Uh, not and, entirely. There's and two women, one of whom doesn't book me. <laughs> In Denver. Okay. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Me neither. Anyway, feel free, Wendy. Get on it. <laughs> we would like to work your great comedy club. <laughs> Kathleen Madigan will vouch for us, for we are very funny. That didn't help me. No, that didn't help me either. No. Remember that? Yep. Anyway, okay. so, uh, but I think that uh, if, but how great, they would name names. It would be just one. Yeah. I remember just sitting around, because how many, how many times have you just sat around with the staff after yeah. the show? And they're just like, you know who's just here? And, uh, and then they tell you some goddamn nightmares incarnate. <laughs> On <laughs> the a entire stick. staff. That's is a dick infected. joke, you guys. Herpes uh, on a stick. That would be a. Mm. Got it. And oh, and then there's comedy gossip, uh, which is uh, 
Perez Hilton. Yeah. I don't know if you read Perez Hilton. I don't. I, would, I don't call it, it reading. I call it skimming. Skimming? Yeah. That's the way to go. Okay. Uh, Perez Hilton had an article about um, the best bars in America show on Esquire, which was Sean Patton and Jay Larson. Oh, it's a talking head show. It was. Well, they would go get drunk at different Oh, towns. no, it's not. Okay, I haven't seen it. Yeah, they would just essentially they would be like, "Hey, we're in St. Louis and we're gonna go eat chicken wings and drink a so lot of beer in, and insomniac ish, insomniac ish, and we get to watch these two comics get drunk." Yeah, and then they just shoot the breeze with the locals. Okay, and that was the entire show. Ah, oh, we've seen it. We've seen. I don't mean to sigh at uh, the television, but holy crap, we've seen it. But they, but you know, I would do it. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. do it because I don't drink, but I mean, I would do other things. I yeah. would do other weird Food Network versions of that. But sure. this was an Esquire version. And I guess they it's very both, it's a very simple premise. Very simple and premise. By, and, and those are two very entertaining comics. And those guys are great comics. Yeah. And I guess they quit the show mm-hmm. because uh, it became known and they were talking about it on a podcast. Okay. And so it came out. So I'm not I'm not talking out of school mm-hmm. here. It says Sean Patton uh, and, and Jay Larson were talking about how. They were asked to do things with women. They were supposed to sort of leer more and sort of just talk, uh, you know, just sort of get a little grosser. And yeah. they weren't then live up Sh- to the Esquire name. Yeah. And, and Sean Patton was like, it's not like we weren't getting drunk enough. We were getting drunk enough, but we weren't making bad life decisions. <laughs> you weren't turning into rapists. Right. They were not turning into rapists. And, <laughs> and Sean Patton, I guess, actually said to the Esquire producers, he said, you should have hired 21-year-old guys. I'm in my 30s. This isn't going to happen. Yeah. And Jay Larson was like, I have a wife and kids. I can't hit on other women on television. Oh, my God. That she would be disappointed in me. <laughs> so uh, that was that's the comedy gossip. So they quit? So they quit. That's cool. It's kind of amazing. I just, uh, I just saw Sean Patton when I was in New York. Very funny. Ugh. I like his girlfriend a lot, too. She's a musician. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I've met her. I, I can't remember. It's, I have a hard time no, remembering. No, you can't remember because you just worked with Amy Miller and you couldn't remember. I know it. And I was about to say, I only remember you if you do stand-up, but it's clearly not true. <laughs> I can remember Amy Miller's jokes, I only uh, which remember is always a good sign. if you owe me child support. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> what, about the, what about this? I did a show, a themed stand-up show. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, I just... To some extent, I just want to do stand-up. That I had a conversation with Ryan Stout about this just last night. Just last he, night? You he kind of brought talking. it up. We're just like, I, I, yeah, to, all this extra homework, it's, uh, it's it getting is. Angri- aggravating. Uh, weirdly enough, I did Ryan Stout's podcast, which was chock full of homework. It is. He, did sent, you? he, sent me a, he asked me to do it, and he sent me a, I'm like, what the fuck are you Pre-production insane? thing. Oh I have to find eight different clips you have to of find different. Them. Yeah, and I was like, I don't own eight people's albums. So what I did do was I did. What I did was he, I was like, I would pick a comic. comedy, right? Yeah. So okay. what I would do is I would pick a comic, and then I would YouTube Google them. Yeah. And so I like last last comic uh, from last episode, Tracy Ashley. I found yeah. one of her bits, yeah. and then I had to uh, find. Essentially, it wasn't the bit I wanted to talk about. I just had to find the comic, listen to the clip, her Conan set or her uh, own set. I think it was an own set. Yeah. And then I had to give him time code and a link. Oh, my God. Yeah. Of Eight the times. Joke. Eight times. Eight different comics. So I picked Tracy he Ashley. Needs a, he needs or, a PA. Did I pick Tracy Ashley? I picked Tracy Ashley, Aaron Foley, Aaron Jackson, um, Chad Daniels, um, 
Dana Gould, a set from 1991 from the Dennis Miller show. Whoa. Such awesome. a great, it was a great, it was that bit about the answering machine. Remember that bit about the answering machine? That, I'm not going to replay it. Okay. I'm going yeah. to erase it right now. And <laughs> uh, and then uh, Zabruder. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, he does yeah. the rewind yeah. noise. Yeah. So great. And um, so I picked them all. And then we sat there and he picked eight. And then it records live on Dash.com from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Jesus Christ. I don't know why I've weeded off into the longest Ryan Stout story ever. But, um, but it was really fun. Yeah. It was genuinely fun because we but just – But it's like on a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. also on a Wednesday. And you got to – but you, you do get to noodle into an actual bit. I picked yeah. Jared that, Logan. That sounds fun. It, it was really fun. fun. You know when it would be really fun? Saturday afternoon. Yeah, It would be exactly. really great from like noon to two. Yes. That would be fantastic, Ryan. I don't know when that's going to happen, but <laughs> he, he did offer to pre-record. Yeah. But I felt like a jerk to say, well, why? Yeah. I'm d- so done with worrying about feeling like a jerk. No, I'm actually I'm not. You know what? I just did a web series. See? Didn't you just do something where you thought it was going to be one thing and it ended up being well, much more work? Well, I fucking didn't read the email. That's and then it. I, <laughs> I Classic. read. I, she, Classic. Gave, she also gave me an explanatory text that I, I mixed the words up so it was favorable to what I was, <laughs> what I was hoping, which is she said maybe Sunday, uh, Sunday maybe at 7 a.m. And I read maybe Sunday. At Period. 7 <laughs> oh my and gosh! Then, and then, then it we ended were up being on at Sunday. We did something in the afternoon, and then we were on. You played Sunday. a firefighter. I did. A That's gay awesome. Firefighter. Yes. A gay fun. firefighter. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, did you get a, did Did you get to wear the cool costume? I, I wore just regular firefighter. And no, no, no. Just Not like, the yellow. No, um, no, just blue. You know, standard right, issue. But. Fair um, enough. But yeah, I don't uh, know why I'm disappointed. It'll be, I think it's called Baked Goods. It's it'll be it's it, it'll it's, be a web series and it'll be oh, fun. The cool thing was that it's it was um, you know not self consciously, but it just was an all female crew. Oh, there you, you go. Know, the writer and director, uh, same person, just, Anna, and then everyone else behind the cameras doing. Do you know why? Because that. people happen to know people, and so yeah. guys happen to know a bunch of dudes who do stuff, and women yeah. happen to know a bunch of women who do stuff. It w- it went great. It went. Yep. Everything was started on time. Nobody had their period and, and lost their minds. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? Nobody no, had to run out and get a tax free tampon. No. I've got no one to cycle with anymore. I'm on a lonely <laughs> planet, man. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so, so themed, themed comedy. I'm like, oh, oh my God. And I, and I, 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 I lost three hours of sleep worrying that I wasn't going to get enough sleep. Right. So, but uh-huh. it ended up being really fun. I, I complain mightily about things that usually end up being pretty fun. Well, yeah, cause they're, and they're, they're different kind of opportunities. So half the complaining is being nervous about what the hell it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. Cause I don't know what it is. So I'm like. And then it's at seven. Yeah. And so, but I want to do the new thing yeah. with the power of this. I yeah. genuinely want to do the new thing. Yeah. So, but what were you talking about, Ryan, about the, about the oh, theme just the, show? Just like how you just love stand up. you know, like, can I, can I just, I just want to work on this new joke. Right. I got, I got a new joke. And fill out the rest of the time with shit. It's not too embarrassing to me to do. Right. And, you know, and I like it when there's a, a I mean, it took a while for me to like set list. No, just once, quite honestly, because I love the idea of being given a list of things to talk about. I do like set list. I love set list yeah. where they give you. It's Troy you, Conrad's thing. Yeah. And you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. The next suggestion is coming. You just prompter different. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't have me writing stand up. It has me writing more uh, essay kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's not as uh, it's not as 
not it was fun. It was all yeah. fun. But set list prompter, I did one called Joke Thieves, which is Matt Kirshen's. Yeah. Where I do a five minute set and then a, uh, another comic does a five minute set and then we swap. I do their five minutes and they do my five minutes. Yeah. Which is the greatest writing thing in the world. That have have you ever done this? No. Where, where if I did one of your bits at yeah. you, yeah. you would hear things pop. Yeah, different. Yeah, different intonation. So I was telling Bamford about it, and she was like, "Oh my god, can we play that game?" And I was like, "Yeah, I would love to play that game with someone who just wants to play that game because Matt Kirshen's game it's it's in <laughs> an early it's in an earlier iteration. Yeah. So essentially, he was like, "You can make it hard for the other comic." By doing a lot of characters or singing or making it super physical and having to, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of funny." And he said, "You can also make it mean." And I was like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to make it mean. I just want to do stand up and then hear somebody else do my stand up and then maybe get a new line out of it." Yeah. And um and or give them a new line. So I was paired up with Al Lubell, and uh, it was um, and Al Lubell, who I've known for twenty years. Yes. Yeah. And he is super. Interesting, like he, he uh, yeah. But what he chooses to do when he does a short it's set, very usually, writerly, very very writerly. It's super writerly. Yeah. So what he does is, Al, he does, he tends to open with, and we were only doing five minutes. Mm-hmm. So he did five minutes about his name, Al Lubell, and he talked about how he likes his name, and that's his name, and he talks yeah. about Al Lubell, and then he did two joke jokes uh, where all the protagonists were named Alabama. <laughs> and uh, it's really funny. It was really... I know. It's so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. So what... The thing is, is if... You, I don't know what it would be like to watch Al do an hour, quite honestly, but the, <laughs> I'll tell you what it's like watching him do five minutes where you're like, well, that's hilarious. It's not funny anymore. Oh, it's funny again. Oh, yeah. And then it's, it's not coffee. funny. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coffee. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. So Yeah, I, he'll sit through that that silence of... Like, oh, I bail he, instantly. I oh. can't go through that. Because to get to the funny again, you have to, sometimes you have to go through a lot of not funny and an and angry. <laughs> audience and I don't have a stomach for it I don't either. I, I appreciate people that do though right so I got up and I knew that I was going to either have to sit through it or just and so I guess I made fun of him and so he got mad at me because he he really he eviscerated me a little bit but so I got up and I said my name is Al Lubell and then I walked off stage <laughs> and then I got back on stage because it was too short and yeah. the, the, not long enough for the show and then I told a joke joke where everyone's name was Al Lubell <laughs> And um, so an Alubel and an Alubel and an Alubel. It was uh, an Alubel. I don't know if you know Alubel Mozart, but Alubel Mozart <laughs> used to have a lot of chickens, and each one was named Alubel. And there were many, many chickens named Alubel. And somebody came to visit once, Alubel. And Alubel came to visit, and Alubel asked the Alubel chickens, Who's your favorite composer? And the Alubel chicken said, Alubel Bach. Oh my God! <laughs> it was the only joke joke I could remember. Feel free to send me hate mail <laughs> never about that <laughs> joke again. Uh, Jackie at JackieGation dot com. But so he gets up, and I was working on my new weird sex joke, mm-hmm. and I was working on um, this other, and I opened with this Asperger's autism line, mm-hmm. and so he said Jackie Gation. My name is Jackie Gation, and then he did a joke about my name for a minute and a half, and it was great, uh, or whatever. And then, and then he said, uh, and I have Asperger's, and um, uh, I'm very cold and unfeeling and uh, unfuckable. And oh, I was Jesus. like, holy shit, Wait, stop that, hitting me. Is that what you said? <laughs> is that what? I don't I think that's that how the, I don't think, I don't think I that's how the joke remember. goes. But, uh, but, but so it was, it was funny. 
Mm-hmm. And it was really funny. Yeah. And he was and oh, the sure. and the and the and the tantric sex joke has a bunch of counting in it. Yeah. And so I did think it was interesting to find out if someone with Asperger's did tantric sex, they would do a lot of counting. So uh <laughs> it did make sense. And so I said that to him afterwards and I thought it was funny, but I was also like, Oh man, I just got yeah, he beat me up pretty hard. And um and I'm like I would like that game. Like if we're going to, I would, I love the idea. That's very set listy because yeah. it, it feels like I could learn a lot about my standup yeah. from that, from some themed picture. This, have you ever done picture this? No, that's the one so. where th- somebody animates the joke. while oh, you, yeah, they yeah, draw. Yeah. yeah. That could be really educational. Yeah. I like it when the theme has an educational bent to it. Laurie Kilmartin. Sure. Sure. I like it when I can get on and get off and go home. <laughs> and but, do four uh, sets at a, a night. That's one of your themes <laughs> is when you get to do go to another room. It's true. Yeah. Do you have? Uh, don't, didn't you have another article you wanted to tell me about? No, I kind of merged them into oh, did one you? with I Nell like Scovel. What about Casey? Casey Saint Ange. Oh yeah, Casey Saint Ange. Okay, so she, I, I, I forwarded this to you, and uh, she wrote this really cool article that got picked. She wrote oh, it yeah. a medium. She got picked it was up a by medium. Fox and got picked, got a lot of play, and it was. I about, like Medium dot com, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. I I read three articles by Medium. And I never read articles. Yeah, so I like, it's kind of yeah, cool. like medium. Um, it was the premise was you know she was sick of trying to lose weight and and while she loves Oprah, yes, and uh, you know Oprah, and she has been uh, to Weight Watchers. Yeah, Oprah's you know uh, losing weight again on Weight Watchers because Oprah owns Weight Watchers. She was just saying, you know what? If kind of like the premise that got that batted around a lot, and yes. it got batted around by by uh, Kath- oh that's right, yeah. Amy Amy Schumer had a kind of a bit similar, you know, like on her a sketch show, and Kathleen Madigan had a joke about it about if a stand-up Oprah, bit, and it wait, had no, Oprah in it that, as well. It's not Amy at all, actually. Oh, was it Wendy? No, uh, I forget. Okay, Tammy. No, it was a thousand women talking about weight loss. Shocking. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, it was. Um, uh, but there were comparable yes, premises. Uh, if, if Oprah can't lose the weight and she's as wealthy as she is, yes. then maybe it can't be lost. Can't be done. And that's what Casey's article was yeah, about. It was and it was very like, funny and very insightful. Yes, and poignant too. And poignant. Just like, I don't want to f- be my, fucking fighting this battle my whole life. Right. Just, and I do love her. My favorite line in that was that whole thing where she said, "I'm n- I'm not going to tell people that they look nice." anymore i'm gonna tell them that i'm happy to see them i love that that was so great i hate that shit of you look great i did it it's just like when i was in new york and i saw all my friends i'm like i'm so glad you're here and alive and still doing stand-up i didn't care if you gained weight or lost weight or no because i want to talk to you yeah yeah because i like you as a person let's have a conversation and possibly get a cup of coffee yeah i want to get a cup of coffee with the whole world you guys but i said that to you and yeah um, but then you were oh, like, then oh, I read it. You got, cause I it's felt like same... I depressed you. Well, it was a little depressing just because everyone is, cause then I thought about it because Oprah is doing Weight Watchers. So Oprah and Weight Watchers are now in the world. Yeah. So everyone's writing, men are writing jokes about it. Right. So it's not just me. Yeah. And so I too have a joke about Oprah and, a, and, and that is the premise is that if Oprah can't do it, why do it? And then, but where my joke goes it, I think it goes somewhere else. It does totally, at the end. and I just saw it again. You know, oh, that's we right. At, we at we were both lab, did the improv the other night. It's it. Your your bit is like so you. It's so steeped in Cajun juice. <laughs> 
that I, I said I, well, could, I could see, I could read Casey's thing right yes. before I saw you on stage and not think that they're crossing at all. At and, all. And you're not stepping and in, I, she's and not I stepping loved, on you. Yeah, and I, thought, and I thought her point was, was different and great. Yeah. She had a great point as well, and it was just good. And Karen Kilgariff, the other day, just at coffee, we're sitting around, and, and uh, I guess Oprah has, has lost 26 pounds on Weight Watchers. Yay! <laughs> and, and so the... So the, the Stock went through the roof. Yeah. And there was this pause, and Kilgariff goes, Don't forget to sell. Sell now <laughs> because she's not going to keep it off. And uh, it's just because yeah. she's, she's, I mean, I don't yeah. know what her thing is. Yeah. But if she's got people poking her into working out and she's got people wrestling her the food out of her hand, she can, she can do it for a limited amounts of time. Everyone can do it for a limited amount you know of time. What? We all and need eventually, our comfort. And eventually, when do we get to fucking give up? Yeah, here's like I and just go. I'm gonna be seventy. Is that just, okay? You're this size. Do I get That's to be it. seventy? I'm this size. Like I, I, I when I look back, you know, sometimes I'm, I feel like, oh, I wasn't given the same opportunities as other people, and I get mad. <laughs> and then I think, I'll, how many times did I stop myself because I felt like, oh, I'm not thin enough. I'm not gonna move to LA yet. I'm not thin enough. I'm not, and it yeah. was always, I'm Oof. not thin enough. Wow. And I stop myself all the time, you know. And there's probably female comics now listening that might be like. Doing that same thing. Yeah, and don't do that. I just, for you, from your and I point of view, you're the size you are now. You're probably going to be in thirty years. So fuck it, right? And just that, that do is what you want to do, right? That has been the point. That's the new point I found yes. in the act is that I have kind of looked just like this since I Me was too. sixteen. Me too. There you go. A little, yeah. little extra for yeah. middle age and a baby, but basically the same shit. Right, give or take fifteen pounds. Yes, and on a good year. <laughs> and, and it isn't a good year because it's the same damn year. So yeah. and and yeah, the re- I I think the only reason I didn't move to LA is I kept thinking, "Am I ready? Am I ready?" And then finally, someone just said, "You're never going to be whatever ready is. Just go and run it up the flagpole." And because I sometimes I look back and go, "You know, if I would have moved here in '90, right? You know, I maybe I could have got something." But yeah. in '90, my stand-up wasn't anything like right, it is right, now. Right. So. um I just, you know, I just love, I really love living here. I really yeah. do. And I love doing stand-up here and I love doing stand-up on the road. And I love how I've grown since 1990. You yeah. know, that my stand-up, I'm so proud of the stand-up that I do now versus. Oh, yeah, yeah, versus, yeah. Yeah, and it's. Except when I do that stand-up. <laughs> except for when you're like, when oh. I need time, let me go oh my into God. the vault. I was running, I, I was running that five minutes. Stretch, okay, hold on, let me. Hey, JP, are you listening? Because I ran that five, it's super tight now. Good. Anyway, uh, and it's perfectly fine to five, but I was running, I was listening to it on the drive home. Because I got an iPhone 4, guys, and it can work with a Bluetooth on my 2013 Corolla. And mm, so I can just mm, listen mm. to those sets. Sweet, sweet listening. And uh, and I was just like, oh, you're doing a little you might want to put a little more oomph into it. You're clearly you've done the set enough. Oh, I see. Yeah. Maybe you're on autopilot. A I was a little on autopilot, and I was like, "Wrap it up, kid." Well, all I noticed is that I, you know, came home with all, all my stuff from my dad's house, you know, yeah. a couple weeks ago, and I have, um, you know, a ton of joke books, notebooks, and, and I have a ton of artist way books or or just <laughs> diaries or whatever. Oh, journaling, right. journaling, oh, right, right. Journaling is the same fucking shit from 25 years ago of. I wish I was thinner. Yeah. Same fucking shit, line for line. That's your morning and pages like, 25 years later? I'm just I wish like, I was God thinner. God damn. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, so uh, screw it, it. it doesn't change. If I, yeah. if I could just go back in time and take that part of my brain that wants it, yeah. not the part that's eating, the yeah. part that wants to be thinner and just take it out. Because I'm going to, uh, clearly I'm just going to eat the same no matter what. Yep. Or else I wouldn't, I would have done it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
I indeed, know. indeed. I, but I, that's I, a great I, lesson. That's, that's a perfectly good lesson. Learn from my and from Casey. Mistake. And, and, yeah. from, and from Casey saying it out loud, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We all just got to say stuff out loud. Yeah. Cool. It's a good one. All right. Check out Amy Miller. Oh, yeah. Amy Miller Comedy. Yeah. Portland. Seattle. Do All right. It. I'm Laurie K. Martin. I'm Jackie Cation. Bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 